to Prime City, Colorado. I'm Cammie. I'm Kylie. I'm Mommy. I'm the daughter. Happy November. Okay. Wait, what is it? Happy November? Well, we missed last week again because Kylie sucks. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Not me. Well, it wasn't me. It literally was. <sighs> wasn't me. It literally was. Then why did we miss last week? Because you went shopping. I didn't go shopping. You literally went shopping. I didn't go shopping. As she went shopping. What did I buy? A car. It's an SUV, first of all. A motor vehicle. <laughs> yeah, and I was there till late. Anyway, we don't mean to be putting these out bi-weekly, but I swear something keeps coming up, but we will be getting these back up to weekly. Mm. Uh, this past week, my grandson had strep, and Kylie and I weren't feeling 100% either. I think we need to fumigate this entire freaking house. Uh... My a kid number one right now has COVID, <laughs> so that's awesome. Anyway, Kylie, how was your Halloween? It's fine. We only got one group of trick or treaters here. That's it. Uh, do you have anything you need to share? No. Why are you bleeding? Yeah, I don't know. She's bleeding out over here. <laughs> uh, it's the mic. It is not the mic. It is the mic. You're going. I, yeah, because I can do that. Stupid. <laughs> See, it's static. It is not static. I'm going to sell you on eBay. So we had... Um, going once, going twice, sold for $2.50. Anyway, we had that guy uh, break into the Crown Hill Cemetery. Do you know where that is? Yes, Mom, because I know where every cemetery is. God damn it, you should. It's the one Uncle Lloyd's buried at. Again. Don't know where that is. 29th and Wadsworth. Anywho, wait. This dude broke in, right? He broke into a mausoleum. Yeah, that's something I want to break into. Right. So they were looking for him because he left some items inside the mausoleum. They're like, oh, this shouldn't be hard. And they actually, uh, here's, here's what the press release says. They've been trying to solve the disturbing crime since mid-October when a passerby first discovered a private vault had been pried open. The casket that was inside was partially pulled out, and upon further investigation, they learned that body parts from inside of that casket had been removed. Okay, here's the creepiest part of that all, because they did catch him. The crypt belonged to a family who all died in the early 1900s. Let me repeat that for those who are sitting in the back. The crypt belonged to a family who all died in the early 1900s. This guy is stealing body parts from people who have been dead. For over a hundred years. Same. What the fuck are you going to do with body parts that have been dead for over a hundred years? I have questions. Anyway. All right, Kylie, you ready for this week's fun-filled adventure? Been waiting. Fuck off. This case was actually given to me by my sister-in-law, Felicia. Uh, when we left the restaurant last week after my Aunt Emma's birthday party, my niece Holly left her stuffed animal inside the restaurant. So I took it back to my brother's house. And we were sitting there talking, and that's when Felicia told me about this case. It kind of sounded vaguely familiar, like I had heard about it, but not too much about it. So I was like, hmm, let's do it. Helene, and I'm going to fuck this name up, Przinsky. What's the name? Pussycat. Oh, oh, oh. Don't ever do that <laughs> Was born April 5th of 1958. So she's my mom's she's age. Goddamn. Con Grandma Old? Yeah. <laughs> Helene 
spent the first part of her life in South Huntington on Long Island. Kylie, do you know where that is? Long Island? Yeah. Give me a minute. I know it. Well, wait. Long Island iced tea <laughs> is trash, by the way. It is. The worst thing I will ever, ever, ever try. It is fully disgusting. Shut up, you're distracting me. Long Island is, I was going to say Rhode Island, <laughs> is in, is it a, by a coast? It's on a coast? Connecticut. No. New Hampshire. No. Mm-hmm. New Hampshire. No. Maine. No. Tennessee is not <laughs> on the coast. I don't know why I said that. Florida. No. Dude, I know it's on the east. Yes. Coast. Yes. What the fuck is on the east coast? There's two states that you totally bypassed. Virginia. Nope. Georgia. Nope. You gotta go up further. I'm trying to think of all those tiny little little blips. Yep. Is it a tiny blip? It is, yeah, they're blips. You can walk across one of them in three days. But it's like on the map when you look at it. It's it like, on the map. I'm, <laughs> let me talk. When it's on the map and you're looking at those, and it's like a tiny little, tiny little piece. Yes. Yeah, I'm not going to get it, but I'm going to try. So Connecticut is there, and then you got... Yeah, I'm, I'm lost. I'm lost. Do you want me to give it to you? Yes. New York. I was going to say that. <laughs> I, w- I really was. Yeah. I said New Hampshire. New well, Hampshire. You, you said everything except New York and Massachusetts. <laughs> okay, to be fair, we know why I didn't say that one. I know. Because but I can't. She cannot say Massachusetts. She was the youngest of three children. Her parents were Chester <laughs> and Henrietta. Chester was an army veteran and an engineer. Helene had a sister named Janet, who was nine years old. Oh, than her. she gets a normal name. Yeah. And then her brother, Chester, who went by Chet. He was 12 years older than her. Chet. Chet. Helene fell in love with America's favorite pastime. Kylie, what's America's favorite pastime? Baseball. Good job. I know my baseball. She was a huge fan of the New York. We got Yankees or Mets. Mets. Trash. Anyways. She had memorized all the team's players and their positions. In 1972, Chester took a new job and moved the family to Hamilton, Massachusetts. Helene then became a Boston Red Sox Sox man. I know my baseball. Helene was active in music and stage in high school and attended Wheaton College. (laughs) What the hell? You're just begging to be bullied. <laughs> I, I dare someone to come bully me. Uh, where she studied journalism. She was super stoked when she landed an internship at a radio station. Helene got an in- internship at KHOW Radio in Denver. So now, Helene moves to Denver and moves into her aunt's house in Greenwood Village. A classmate also moves in with her and her aunt. Helene was enjoying being in Denver and would ride the same bus home every night um, from South Broadway. Now, if you do that, you probably get shot. 
You will get shot. Not probably. You will. January 16th, 1980. I was like, <laughs> I was like four months old. <laughs> Helene left the radio station and was heading home. She would take the bus to the Inglewood bus stop, which would take her a few blocks away from her house. So she'd walk the bus the rest of the way home. But she never made it home. Her aunt knew something was wrong right away and called the police at 1030 to report Helene missing. The next morning, a woman and her 13-year-old son were walking down Daniels Park Road. The killed yelled out, there's a body over there. The mom looked out into the open field and saw something in the open field that did, in fact, look like a body. <laughs> She's giggling. I cough. <laughs> the but woman okay. spotted a road grader working on the road and stopped him. She told him what she believed she saw, and he said he would investigate it. When the worker got out the, to where the woman described seeing the possible body, the worker made the re- realization that it was definitely a body. The area where the body was located was Daniels Park Road in Castle Pines. Today, it is known as Highlands Ranch. When police arrived on scene, they noted that the body was a female. Her hands were tied behind her back, <clears throat> and she was partially nude. DNA was collected. Material. Shut the fuck. Was collected. Material girl was not collected because evidence was collected. AKA semen. Dried up, crusty, dusty semen. Jizz. Baby (laughs) butter. Baby batter. Baby butter is better. Baby batter. Baby butter is better. There were footprints in the snow heading into the field. (laughs) And one set of them appeared to be from cowboy boots. Who the fuck is wearing cowboy boots in the snow? I know one. (laughs) They picked up every bit of evidence they could, from an empty can to a piece of bread. (laughs) Okay. Even an empty milk carton was collected. But I want to see how well they preserved this piece of bread. I just want to know why they picked up a piece of bread. Pull that bad boy out right now. (laughs) Pull it out. I want to see how that has... But it's so hard. Preserved in 40 years. But it's so hard. And moldy? No, I'm sure the mold crusted off. Ugh. A co-worker of Helene's journalist, Bob Scott. He's got two first names. (laughs) Bob Scott. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm Bob Scott. I'm Bob Scott. Had to identify the body. In his line of work, Bob has had to see uh, quite a few bodies in his career. But it was different when it's your homie. The body was positively identified as 21-year-old Helene. It was determined that Helene was brutally raped, beaten, and stabbed to death. She had nine stab wounds across the back, and uh, she had punctured her lungs. Why? Because that's just where he stabbed her. No, like, why did he rape her and kill her? Uh, Because he's a dick. Okay. (laughs) Why do you know it's a he? You never said it was. Well, it's hard for a female to... Rape. Turkey baster. Well, back in 1980. <laughs> in the first 48 hours after Helene's body was found, police canvassed the area and questioned several people. This turned out pretty much jack shit. The only thing they had to go off of was a sketch. And let me tell you how this sketch came about. I probably drew it. They had an individual that went under hypnosis <laughs> that stated they could give a description of the killer. The sketch is that of a Caucasian male, dark hair, light eyes, and a mustache. I'm like, okay, that's like half of Denver. (laughs) That is actually my dad right there. That is my dad right there. Oh, my God. 
This is one detailed sketch, let me tell you. I'm beyond shocked that they did not have a suspect in custody with that sketch alone. But instead, the case went ice cold. And it would stay that way for many, many moons. In 1998, Helene's case was reopened using the same material recovered from <laughs> the crime scene. And in 1980, they ran it through the FBI database. No new matches and no new information came to light. Police tried again through 2000 to 2010 without any luck. Finally, they had a break when they ran the DNA through a public genetic genealogy database. This led them to a distant relative of the suspect. Then, they put 22 detectives working tirelessly to find out who the sick fuck was. Once they were able to find the suspect's immediate family... It did not take long for them to identify a suspect, James Curtis Clinton. Now, just because they named him doesn't mean that's it. Okay. They still need to get a sample of his DNA to compare to the material that was found at the murder scene. <laughs> Police tracked James for almost two weeks in Florida and followed him into a small bar in Lake Butler, Florida. This is where... They were able to jack his beer mug to test. And guess what? Mm. It was a match. The, they arrested 63-year-old James Clinton in December of 2019. He was charged with first-degree murder and second-degree kidnapping. Unfortunately, he could not be charged with sexual assault as the statute of limitations had run out for that charge. Uh, and looking at this dude's past, it showed he had, he's a massive piece of shit. In 1975, he served time for a, another rape in Arkansas. He had been sentenced to 30 years for that charge. But guess how many years he served, Kylie? Mm. Four. Four Sick. fucking years. Sick. Uh, James had spent time in a children's home in Arkansas where he met a counselor there that believed James could be rehabilitated. The counselor would give him guardianship and a better home environment. So, James was James was released from prison early to go live with the counselor and his family in Littleton, Colorado. Well, he wasn't rehabilitated because he raped and murdered another woman. Just saying. James uh, held down random jobs throughout the years. Um, he had been married and divorced more than once. His first marriage in 1980 um, lasted about a month. I was like, you go, boy. Another one of his marriages ended in 1998 uh, with a domestic battery charge. When they arrested him for Helene's murder, he initially denied it. But then was like, well, I'm sure they have something on me. I mean, they came looking for me 40 years after the murder and decided to cooperate with police. He gave a full confession, which helped him out because he was looking at the death penalty. He didn't realize that this was Colorado and he would never actually be put to death anyways. Yeah. But it apparently scared him enough to get him talking. And he spent the whole flight back from extraditing him from Florida just telling them everything. James pled guilty to second-degree murder, and uh, he has to be sentenced to the guidelines that were in place in 1990. So he was sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole. He is serving his time at the Bent Correctional Institution, his first shot at parole will be December 2039. He will be 82 years old when he's up for parole for the first time. Jesus. He's 66 right now. Helene was taken back to Massachusetts and buried at Hamilton Cemetery. 
Her sister is the only one in her family that lived long enough to see someone get arrested for her fucking murder. I'm like, well, that is super sad. And that is the Helene Przezinski murder. And Kylie finally has a dumb criminal for us because we kept fucking up. Not me. <laughs> not said, I said we. Not not me. Not we. You. You. Anyways. So I don't know their names. But this is a personal experience. Okay, guys. Picture this. You're driving to work. You're mobbing. Okay, I work you work at a dealership. <laughs> okay. Let's preface that. And you're driving. And you work in service. And then you're driving around your transmission shop and you look to the right. Right? And there's people. And then you look closer and at your door to the transmission and engine shop, the glass is shattered out of the door and you're like, mm, storm? Question mark. But then you just go and you have that your day, you park. And then you see about five cops roll up. And you're like, mm, not a storm. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Who knows? So then you're going about your day about an hour later. You guys all find out that your transmission and engine shop was broken into. And you're like, sick why the biggest shop because you know at the biggest shop for service that's going to be where the major work is performed right make it make sense but all right so we're like okay what was taken our whole key box so everything i think it was like 30 keys were taken and it was three vehicles that were taken i'm like all right sick we had a gt stolen mustang gt 350 that was in there for um i want to say a new transmission yeah that was stolen we had my lincoln navigator that was stolen it was in there for a new water pump major coolant link and new cam phasers sick and then a raptor sick I don't know what that was in there for, but obviously something related to engine or transmission. So right. doesn't run right. And then all of the keys to the vehicles who were waiting service. We're like, hmm, okay. Oh, and some tools here and there. Random bucket tools. First of all, I would just like to preface, if you're going to break into a shop, steal the tools. Yeah. That's where the money is. Well, and no one's going to say anything about the tools. They're not going to look for the tools. Don't give a fuck. Well, no, steal the whole toolbox. Well, that too. That's where the money is. is. My transmission engine shop, probably if you just go in there and steal all the tools and toolboxes, you're probably looking at over 300000 Easy. Fuck. Well, and no one's going to be looking for it. Yeah. They're going to look for the Mustang GT. Yeah. You can't miss a bright <laughs> fucking blue one. Sorry. They're and gonna, then the Navigator's a bright blue one. They're going to look for the Lincoln Navigator. Like, BFFR. So, we're going about our... You know, making new keys for the cars that we still have. <sighs> Anyways. And then we get a call that my Lincoln was found. That was towed in. They found the guys in it. They were they were in it. So that was cool. It had no plates on it. Half the emblem was taken off. There was a whole jar of weed in it. That was sick. Didn't it have all the needles from their dialysis, too? I think there was two needles in there. And um, an unopened can of Coors Banquet. Only that was kind of cool. Yeah. And so that, that came back. It sounded 
awful. I'm sure they were hot rodding the shit out of that. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. The insurance was like, yeah, we'll pay for a really good detail and fix, oh you know, god. the wheels and stuff. I'm like, yeah, she traded that bitch in. Yeah, I would have too. I was like, yeah, I don't blame you. You got kids. Yeah. Don't put them in there. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what the hell's been in there now. Now it's got all the STDs. Yeah, I was like, I don't fucking blame you. Like, yeah. it would have been a good ticket for me, but fuck. Yeah. It's like, I, yeah, you'll get all the STDs. Fucking, yeah. no, no, thank you. They found the GT. That was totaled out. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if they found the Raptor. No, they did. Because we were just talking about it. They, that wasn't totaled out. They didn't do much to it. But, yeah, I mean, idiots. Idiots. Like, BFFR. This is why we can't have nice things. What? I think is, if you're going to go steal a car, don't go to the biggest shop. That's where the biggest work is done. So you know it's going to be in there for some problems. Right. Go to the smaller shop, the ones that are there for something like a, they're there for a light. There's a rattle in my dash. I just need the light bulb changed. Come on. You don't go, I'm going to, oh, it needs a whole ass transmission. I'm going to go steal that one. Dumbasses. Ridiculous. I did have one that was in there for an engine replacement, but the engine was outside of it, so it didn't get stolen. What kind of car was that? Oh, 2018 MKC. Mm. I think about what year. It just got finished They sell the 31st. The Mc20, the MC20, Maserati MC20s. Yeah, they they sell that and they call it the Mc20. The Mc20 piece. (laughs) Sounds like a McDonald's fucking 20 piece. Yeah. Oh well, and then uh, it's not a criminal, guys. But let me tell you. So we have a new Maserati Levante. Uh, It's the most powerful one we have besides the MC20. Okay. We just got it in. We're really excited. This guy already has a Levante. He's like, I want this one, though. It has more power. And he wants to, you know, rack up his... He wants to spend all his money before tax season so he can write it off. Pay less taxes. Of course. Be, you know, drop down a tax bracket. Right. Money problems. So he's like, I want to come in and test drive it. It was on a Saturday. So obviously, me and now their service writer were not there. Um. So, you know... We get in Monday and we see a wrecked brand new Maserati Levante on our drive. And we're like, is that our brand new Levante? <laughs> the dude was turning and floored it wow. while it was raining. We we're like, what the fuck? And he went into a ditch. Nice. And then we're like, okay, it has 30 miles on it. Oh, good. And he's like, yeah, I wanted more power, but clearly I can't handle it. Clearly you really? don't know how to drive. Who punches it on a turn? When it's raining. What are you doing? So, um, it's like a $150,000 car. Sweet. And, you know, usually they'll total it around yeah. 70 to 80 at that price. Yeah. We're up to 70. Yeah, they might as well just total it. And out. if they don't, then we're going to sue them because we're not going to be able to sell that car now. No. It's a can't. brand new car and already has a fucking car accident on it. Show me the car facts. Literally. Like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Show me the Carfax. Fucking wild, dude. Ugh. See, this is why we can't have nice things. Fuck. Working at dealership sucks. Yeah. I know going to this dealership sucks. I was there all all last Friday. Not mine. No, I went to a good one. Yeah, guys, I've worked at a dealership for almost five years now, and I still don't get love. She works at a Ford dealership. 
I work at Ford, Mazda, Lincoln, Volvo, and Maserati. I have options. I sell used cars, too. I don't want a used car. I don't want a used car. I want a new car. And ew. I won't buy any of those. Crash. <laughs> That's all I have. I'm going to go to bed now. I'm tired. I have to go give my kid a bath. So. And my grandson needs a bath. Do you have an outro? I just shut down my computer. I got you. Hold up. She's getting to be sucky at this. I got some on my phone. Chill, bruh. I, That's a banger. That is a banger. That's why it's on my phone. Cool. All right, y'all. See you next week. Bye.